October 17, 1814. Eight people die in the London Beer Flood, which fraternities accidentally commemorate every year. Welcome to The Revisionists. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And I'm Sammy Campbell. Yeah, thank you for joining us, Sammy. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Uh, just to recap what we do on this show, we take a topic from history and present two different stories about it, one true and one alternate, and the winning story becomes our accepted history. This is the second episode in our Halloween trifecta. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one was Rasputin, where we decided that Rasputin eventually became Vladimir Putin, among other things. Is that the victorious? That is the victorious story. Vladimir Putin and the Chupacabra. Also. <laughs> uh... And I was building up to a Scooby-Doo joke with my whole alternate history for that episode, and I forgot to land the punchline. <laughs> That's not so, good, man. Yeah, I just had to mm, get that off my chest. Six alternate histories and then one regular <laughs> <I> <laughs> But Sammy, tell us a little bit about yourself. You write a newsletter, Highly Illogical, that I subscribe to, and you also should because it's great. Yeah, um, I write this newsletter, Highly Illogical. It basically is this weird little thing I decided to do because I wasn't writing very much, um, and I wanted to be writing more. Um, and it's basically, there's a ghosty thingy of the week where I talk about <laughs> something spooky that's on television or in the quote-unquote reality paranormal uh, investigation shows. Or what's oh, going around the, the internet. Um, I talk about, uh, make book recommendations. Sometimes I run with a theme. Um, it's kind of just this little newsletter where I just send out to some of my friends and some people I know on the internet about what I'm thinking about. Yeah, and you can get that at tinyletter.com? Yes, tinyletter.com slash Spock. Girl, S P O C K G R R L. I it's wanted not you to very say it catchy. because the way you said it earlier. Yes, was, yes, <laughs> yes. It's uh, so you have to use just a regular username. So, um, but that's highly illogical with Sammy C. And we'll post a link to that on the website. Great. Um, but tonight we're talking about the Salem witch trials. The Salem witch trials. Early episode in American history. Mm-hmm. Sammy, you have the actual history? Yeah. Yes. Zach, you have the alternate? Yeah. And so I will be a, a harrowing and <laughs> resonant tale about paranoia and the deep hardships and inequalities of being a woman in colonial America. I wrote some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we'll see how that goes. Sammy, if you're ready, feel free to take it away. Uh, Well, listeners, allow me to take you on a spooky tale of the (laughs) spookiest spooks of all white men. Um, (laughs) um, So basically, the Salem witch trials occurred in Salem, Massachusetts. All these events kind of occurred between uh, 1692 and 1693, um, February of 1692 and May of 1693, if you want to get specific. Before that, about... 12 people had been put to death for um, being a witch in the previous 10 years, but this was kind of the real crazy (laughs) 
surge. This is where <laughs> this is where shit hit the fan. It took off. It was like it's it ceased being underground. It was like <laughs> planking a few years ago. Yeah. It's just like that <laughs> yeah. was the first example of a fad I could think of. That's yeah, that, that, was <laughs> that was the first one. You know what? Because really, planking was also a way they put people to death. <laughs> yeah, the cinnamon trials. challenge was kind of the uh, yeah. Challenge. It's where it's where uh, you know killing witches became really cliche. Um, <laughs> right, exactly. So. Killing witches is so. Over yeah, point. in 1695, if, if people were still trying to kill witches, they were like, "You're so 1690 late." We're on to Frankenstein's now. Yeah, <laughs> just a couple of context things before we get into the actual events. Salem was a Puritan community, which meant that the religious figures were very involved in the government. No shit. Just to give you a feel for how everybody was feeling with their religiousness at this time, um, one of the major, um, major kind of 1690s version of a televangelist, Cotton Mather, had written a book about how if you wanted to believe in God and in Jesus and in angels and demons, you also had to believe in all of the paranormal, meaning you had to also believe in ghosts, you had to also believe in witches, and like anything that was a bad, scary spook, you had to believe in to be a good Christian. I will say, <laughs> why would you believe in the Bible stuff without believing in the fun right. stuff <laughs> yes. on the side? Exactly. These people maybe took it too far, but... <laughs> yes. maybe, maybe took it too far. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yes. But still. Which... Why would I believe in Jesus if I can't all also believe in the Jersey Devil. <laughs> yeah, true. Exactly. The Jesus of Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Why so. am I his hype man? <laughs> yeah. You're Which, great. yeah. <laughs> when he has rap battles against Sasquatch. <laughs> rap Squatch, that's his rap, rap name, Squatch. actually. And of course the Chupa Rap Bro. Mm, not my best. No, no not no. Uh, yeah, that's always kind of struck me as really funny because um, evangelical Christianity now is very like... I remember when I was a kid and I was in the church, like, I was warned against Pokemon for being possibly um, too oh, so Pokemon spooky. Pokemon existed in Salem times. Everybody believed believe in Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, oh, what a delightful world that would be. Oh, of course, that they did not great. believe in Japan also. <laughs> no, so. no, that would Although, be too foreign. If they had believed in Pokemon at the time, I suspect a lot of young children would have died just wandering into the woods. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just deciding, I'm 12 now. Time to catch them all. Well, this has to be Zubat's cave. Yeah, it's like I'm 11. It's I'm getting a little old. Turns out it mom. was just a bear. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to stuff it into a ball. So, um, all of this kind of started when um, Betty Paris and Abigail Williams, who were the daughter and niece, respectively, of the big reverend in Salem, uh, Samuel Paris started in front of Reverend Paris and another reverend who was hanging out at his house, pretty much just having fits. <laughs> um, yeah, they were just chilling, doing what they do. Uh, but they just started having a fit. They started screaming and throwing things and crawling under furniture and um, acting really weird. And, you know, according to eyewitness accounts, they were contorting and weird things and their voices. Didn't like in sound. every horror movie yeah, like in every horror 2005. Movie. So, you know, this isn't really, you know, the most reliable of sources, but that allegedly these two little girls started freaking out. 
A couple days later, two of their other friends started doing the same thing um, pretty regularly. Middle school. Yes. Um, <laughs> most notably, Ann Putnam Jr., who was 12. And the reason she was the most notable person to freak out uh, was because... <laughs> the most notable freak out. The most notable was, freak I out. I think, when she, when she graduated high school. <laughs> yes. That was her accolade. Voted most notable freak out um, was because she, um, she was the first person to accuse witches to point to witches and name names as the cause of her episode so she accused uh sarah good sarah osborne and uh the slave tituba tituba was kind of the first one that they really investigated she was she was a slave from barbados there were rumors that she might do some kind of fortune telling thing with teenage girls so that they could you know read palms and talk about boys you know typical white girl going to a woman of color asking her to tell her her future. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, because, you know, those, uh, those native peoples, they know stuff. Um, <laughs> but, um, so. Yep, arcane knowledge. <laughs> arcane knowledge, yes. Yeah. Um, and so the other two women, uh, Sarah Good was a homeless woman who, when she was arrested for, uh, being a witch, they said that they were arresting her because she had rejected Puritan ideals of self-control and discipline. <laughs> so they're aiming pretty high with these accusations. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really going for the the big wigs. And really, <laughs> yeah. even in very early American history, please still arresting the homeless. Yeah. So yeah, for being, I feel like for being this homeless. is like a weird... Giuliani broken windows way <laughs> of just stopping. Yeah, it's called broken witches. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then uh, the third was Sarah Osborne, who uh, was on her second marriage. She was a widow and had married a poorer man. And um, she never went to church and she was withholding her son's inheritance because she needed the money. And the community really frowned upon that. Basically, they all got arrested in February of 1692. Teenage girls continued to freak out and point <laughs> more. <laughs> more. <laughs> Everybody I just imagine was just that being of... <laughs> the newspaper headlines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Teenage freak out continues unabated. I mean, it must have been exhausting because I imagine, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh man, I guess more convulsions today. Maybe I should vomit. <laughs> I just see, like, a news, like, a a 1600s news report where they're like, (laughs) the hot new fad among teens. Will it affect yours? Real at 11. Yeah. Yeah. I also imagine, like, a... a, We'll come back to your door and yell the news at you at 11. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, honey, it's those nice newscasts. I think they're witches. Door to door. Yeah. I also How do they get all the houses in one night? <laughs> Witchcraft is Witchcraft. out. Uh, yeah, and I also imagine like trendy ways of convulsing. You know? like, oh my god, did you see Sarah last week? She totally like rolled around the other direction. Isn't that kind of last week? Oh my god, week? April foamed at the mouth. <laughs> I have gotten totally foam fetch. at the mouth. <laughs> yes. Totally fetch. The hot new thing is speaking in tongues. <laughs> There's like a Puritan cosmopolitan article about the best ways to speak in tongues. Teen possession beat. Teen pos- oh Tiger spirit beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, uh, the net the following month, there were still teenage girls freaking out, and they arrested three more 
women, I guess. Uh, one of them was a four-year-old girl who was um, <laughs> the daughter. You did add, I guess, to women. Yes, but that's, that's why I, I said might, women, I guess, I, I uh, because a four-year-old that. is not a woman no. uh, yet. <laughs> not yet a woman. Not even a pure <laughs> uh, She's still a girl, uh, unlike Britney Spears, um, who is in between. <laughs> So uh, Dorothy Good was the daughter of Sarah Good, the aforementioned homeless woman. So uh, she's also a witch because she's a four-year-old homeless girl. Um, <laughs> How does and, she do it? <laughs> and <laughs> Martha, Martha Corey and Rebecca Nurse, who were two very upstanding women in the church, who had both been like, are we sure that this is about witches? Because I think this is just some teenage girl bullshit course they were witches for maybe <laughs> maybe not witches. feeding the fire of um, the fear of witches well <laughs> saying it's not witches is exactly what a witch would say <laughs> to be fair true so basically when martha Corey, and rebecca nurse were arrested and they were such upstanding church members that's when stuff really got crazy because they were like oh if these two can be witches then anybody can be a witch for the next uh like three months um it's they... kind of a positive message though <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you can be a witch too I mean, if you yeah, try hard like... and believe in yourself i feel like that might have been on an episode of sabrina <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you aspire to magic but yeah over the course of the next couple of months they arrested 36 more people and only four or five of those were dudes so <laughs> Hmm. Like <laughs> I wonder. I wonder why. Um, and all of the guys who were who were arrested were like married to or related to one of the women who were arrested in some way. And so they probably just wanted to protect their loved ones. And um, and so there were these trials. And um, Cotton Mather, who I mentioned earlier the ghost man yes the guy who loves everybody loves ghosts and wants everybody to believe in ghosts kept sending these weird letters of encouragement to the judge oh yeah who was like who was executing all these trials um like hey go hunt for more witches like there's literally a letter that was like at this point, the witches know you're onto them, so some of the most religious and upstanding and anti-witch people <laughs> might be witches, <laughs> because it's like, continue to kill more people, because they might be witches. Ta-ta but, for now, Cotton. Yeah. You judge, big ups on the executions. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, Keep them rolling, bro. <laughs> great job you're my hero uh, <laughs> i think about you every day favorite uh, <laughs> so she's now thinking of cotton mather like every time the judge tweets something he always favorites, he always yeah, favorites first one. immediately uh he has the text alert when you when you tw- when he tweets <laughs> so so uh some of the evidence that was being used in these trials were um spectral evidence <laughs> which there's a whole wikipedia article about spectral ev- evidence on its own check it out <laughs> but um spectral evidence was basically just any confession that they had from people um saying that they had communed with the devil or anybody who had seen them doing something that might be interpreted as devil-ish <laughs> a 
it deadly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was this long back and forth. Surprisingly, there was a back and forth about whether or not spectral evidence was okay to use in court. But of course, uh, <laughs> spectral evidence won out, you guys. <laughs> Everybody Objections was like, were de- <laughs> deemed the tool of the devil. Yes. <laughs> Everybody was like, hey, should we be using this like weird thing that nobody has any evidence about? And they're like, of course. Mm, yeah, absolutely. 100%. We're, Puritans. <laughs> we're right. <laughs> We've also implicitly agreed that witches exist before even starting the trial. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Your Honor, we all know witches exist, but should we acknowledge this, this type of Put evidence? this is some crazy shit over here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We they probably, exist, they probably just looked at him and were like, "This is a witch trial, Brad." <laughs> so, the next thing that was used, and this was mainly used against uh, Tichuba, was a witch cake. Delicious. Yes. Uh, so, what a witch cake supposedly is. This is how they would try to figure out who was a witch. They would make this cake out of mud. And the urine of the suffering teenage girls and feed it to a dog. And somehow the dog was supposed to tell you <laughs> who the when, witch was. And it's all, like, not admissible <laughs> yeah. in this court. Yeah. When the dog <laughs> ate the cake, it was supposed to hurt the witch because her spell was still in the yes, urine. Yes. Yeah. It was supposed, the so, witch was supposed to be so, in pain. So when, so when the accused witch saw a dog eating a mud pea cake and if she reacted negatively. <laughs> yes. She is therefore yes. a witch. If she showed evidence of pain when the witch cake was being eaten. Yeah, if she said something like, hey, you shouldn't feed that to <laughs> like, dogs. That's it's not gross. food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then there was uh, the most common evidence was the touch test, which would be teenage girls freaking out. You're not sure who the witch is. You have the person that you think might be the witch come over and touch her. And if she stops freaking out, then... That was the witch who put the spell on her. So, so it's just assumed that these teenage girls cannot be faking the freak out. Yeah, no, there's no like, hey, uh, are you guys all right? You, is everything medically okay? Are you feeling depressed? Are you feeling... Anyway. Well, medicine was not admissible in the court. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, when all was said and done, uh, 20 people were executed. Um, most of them women. Surprisingly, uh, I would think Tichiba was the only slave who was arrested and she was not executed. They actually have no idea what happened to her after, after she was arrested and imprisoned. Um, she was pretty much beaten into confessing. So she was found guilty, but she just kind of off the radar. Mm. Uh, I'd love to think. I mean, if I was Tichiba, I'd be like, I'm getting the fuck out of this <laughs> yes. goddamn well, town. Yeah, yeah. Not only was she arrested, but her husband, John indian who was also which john indian is really not racist name uh, john indian <laughs> also was, not very creative name. yeah who no. was also a slave like totally totally testified against her it was like yeah she's a witch she's slept she sleeps with the devil all of this stuff because um he was his life was threatened as well so yeah i like to think that tichiba just like fucked off and had a great life elsewhere given the color of her skin and her origin and the region in which she lived and the time in which she lived probably not but (laughs) we can hope we can hope and so kind of the amazing thing is like when the last trial was held in may 1693 by that time people were already going this went too far. This was really not okay. I was cool when it was 17 dead, <laughs> right. but 20? 20? 20? Too much. That's the devil's number. I'm not into it. 
<laughs> too much. Cotton Mather's, I think it's either like his brother or his cousin. Don't quote me on this. His name was Increase Mather, who was also a <laughs> cotton and increase. Um, who was also a prominent because they were reading the stock reports when they named their children (laughs) i believe it was dad if i remember oh yeah increase mather who's somehow related to him but he could have had a brother named increase jr yeah increase jr (laughs) Jr. Uh, it sounds like an indie band yeah Uh, (laughs) he was um he was writing a ton of like anti anti witch trial literature before they even ended and so this event first and foremost represents kind of people finding an an excuse to oust those they deem unacceptable from their society it that's first and foremost an example of that but it's also an example of kind of the beginning of the end of a theocracy in the united states Mm -hmm. um which we don't even like to think that we had (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) so that is the long and short of it uh, or the short, really short version, actually. But <laughs> I mean, the but, long yeah. version would be living through it. Yes, which <laughs> not going to recommend for anyone. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. If you take, if you have the opportunity to live through the Salem witch trials, <laughs> I would say decline. Pass. Yeah, yeah. Not, would not do again. Not a time machine destination. No, <laughs> unless you're going to stop it. <laughs> yeah. In which case, go nuts. Yeah. And yeah. good luck with that. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> go nuts, have fun being hanged for trying to stop the witch trials. <laughs> and be accused of being a witch because you traveled through time, which would have been maybe the most reasonable of the accusations yeah, and in the for, whole trial. For being in different clothes, there was one uh, whole, like, I read this court document where they spent, like, 20 to 30 minutes talking about one woman's coat because it was cut in a strange way and had like a split in the back like a man's coat and they figured that was evidence that she was a witch or deformed in some way when really she was just wearing a cool coat (laughs) (laughs) i think that was a crime against fashion (laughs) burn her (laughs) for that fashion police trials (laughs) exactly the puritan fashion police which were just the puritan police well sammy thank you zach if you're ready for your alternate history uh my alternate history obviously also takes place in salem around the year of 1692 1693 it all began when cool local teen mike hanlon threw a house party (laughs) his parents were out of town for the weekend you decided to have all the local kids over to, they didn't drink, they're Puritans, so they didn't drink. They had like crazy spices that were <laughs> <laughs> like risky at the like time. Like rackets. Yeah, yeah. Cilantro. Um, <laughs> that's, that's an herb. Sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever you say. Science man. But his parents came home for their trip early and found the house trashed. Uh-oh. Dozens of teenagers lying asleep in a cilantro daze. <laughs> what could Mike do? He couldn't get in trouble for the party. He blamed it all on witches. <laughs> Naturally. Classic. Coincidentally, around this time, Cleopatra, who we've established as immortal, yes. released a new hit single <laughs> that required a crazy new dance <laughs> that looked a lot like convulsing. <laughs> And was also in that key that only young people can hear. (laughs) So that was pretty confusing. (laughs) 
But there were secret meetings out in the woods at the same time. Many of the uh, of the women and a couple of guys in the town, but mostly women in the town, were meeting out in the woods at night. Not for witchcraft, but for the only thing Puritans hated more than witchcraft, science. <laughs> and not only science, science. <laughs> yeah. the only thing Puritans hated more than science, women doing science. <laughs> True. Which, not just Puritans, but seemingly Twitter also. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And everyone. <laughs> you hear that Twitter, fuck you. <laughs> they had to keep it a secret, obviously, from the uh, less progressive people in the community. They named their secret organization Creatively Organizing Ventures and Gendering Innovation, or Coven. <laughs> <laughs> that is some G.I. Joe-level naming right there. <laughs> Later, it would turn out to be a mistake. <laughs> But once these kids started convulsing, everybody immediately turned to the people who had been going out into the woods at night. People occasionally did notice uh, them leaving the home and and dipping into uh, the woods for their experimental uh, experiments, experiments. <laughs> in quantum and theoretical physics, primarily. Oh, really? Quantum and oh. theoretical physics were wow. the primary... Uh, Primary experimentation. Because this was 1692. I mean, they were advanced. advanced. They were doing, they were working, cooking with fire. (laughs) (laughs) Theoretically. Yep. We've been doing that since caveman days, so. Yeah, cooking with fire. It's kind of just how you cook. It's kind of just cooking. Uh, One mistake is that it wasn't a bunch of trials. It was actually one big trial because uh, racketeering and witchcraft both qualify as RICO cases. (laughs) So you could just try everybody at once. (laughs) So the women accused of um, being witches, the same people uh, Sammy mentioned, Tichuba, Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Proctor, Sarah Mm -hmm. uh, Sarah Osborne, Sarah Good, etc., had to hire a lawyer. And they hired Nathaniel Gilchrist. A.K.A. the Hammer, <laughs> as he oh, liked to Hammer. advertise himself. His slogan was, he wasn't scared of the big guys, except the crown, which he was scared of. <laughs> the trial went on for months in the hottest summer ever recorded in Salem. Okay. Is this going to be like a 12 Angry Men thing, or is this going to be a, who killed a mockingbird? They brought in all kinds of experts. Who killed, who killed the, the mockingbird? mockingbird? That's the asylum version of To Kill a Mockingbird. Devil Sorry, experts. Gregory Puck. <laughs> It's actually the mystery novel version <laughs> where, where Scout and Jim have to Who solve. Who set the Watchmen is the <laughs> yeah. disappointing scene. Who set the Watchmen? Where, and whole- I guess, the Watchmen are suddenly not as racist because they feel like a lot of the war. Yeah. Uh, all right. Of course, who caught the ride? Mm-hmm. That's, nope. Who caught the ride? All right. So, they bring in all kinds of experts. Devil experts. Witch experts. Broom experts. <laughs> All kinds. Subset of witch experts. No, some, I mean, not necessarily. Brooms can be used for non-witch activities. <laughs> Just try looking at broom tracks around the town and say, is that a witch broom track? Is that a regular broom track? Bro- broom tracks? <laughs> broom tracks. People sweeping up dirt, leaving broom tracks. I don't think they leave tracks. That's the point of brooms. They weren't very good at sweeping up the dirt. <laughs> okay. I need some so at some point you get done sweeping and then you just leave the broom and you just kind of walk with it dragging behind. Yeah. Well, this was 1692. <laughs> there was statistically like, much more dirt. That is enough sweeping. If for there was today. a graph of dirt and time, dirt would go down <laughs> yeah. as time went forward. Yes. Everybody knows. Yeah. For previous episodes, we really should have mentioned how much dirt was just. <laughs> yes, yeah, so much everywhere. Dirt. Well, I mean, at that point, it was like the fish in the ocean that doesn't even notice it. <laughs> the key witness was Ann Putnam, senior. 
Mother Dan Putnam Jr., who was deep into that Cleopatra jam. All about it. Who said that she saw each of these women walking with the devil. That's when Gilcrest the Hammer came up. <laughs> said, according to the minutes. <laughs> about what time did you see them walking with the devil? Why, of course, it was the witching hour, midnight. How far were you? Oh, I'd say 50 feet. Notice, Miss Putnam, that you wear glasses. Do you go to sleep with your glasses, Miss Putnam? Why no? I don't. My cousin Vinny is. That's the one thing I didn't plan on. Hammer stood across the room and said, Can you identify me from this range without your glasses? I'm not doing Pesci voice. That's all. I'm very glad for that. Of course, the argument fell apart right there. The Putnam said that. Also, the devil spoke with the voice of a thousand tortured children and brought an unnatural cold with him, to which the hammer responded, sounds like my in-laws, which made the opposing council laugh. And according to Puritan law, if you make the opposing council laugh, the argument is invalid. So, Classic. Oh, I was going to say, if you make the opposing council laugh, you are a witch. <laughs> That was later. Um, <laughs> later. Okay. After they got away with this one, they were like, if you do that again, second offense, you're a witch. No <laughs> one's, you get one only laugh. witches are that funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> witches get a second strike. Um, only witches are that funny. Well, finally, it was time for the jury to deliberate. They went back into the quarters on the hottest day of the year. God damn it. <laughs> Only one man believed they weren't witches. Bitch. You're doing both. <laughs> but the other 11 convinced them they were, because statistically 11 guys are going to convince one guy. So Also, he was probably sexist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> the judge gave them one last shot. To prove that they were using white magic instead of black magic, he said, if you can help our local football team win the championship, <laughs> this Airbud now is. This... <laughs> we'll agree that you're good witches. <laughs> so all season, they used not witchcraft but science to try and get the Salem team, which was called, I believe, "May all our deeds be rendered unto the Lord our God," because to idolize a team is a sin. <laughs> Catchy name, of course. Get. To the championship, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl negative 273. <laughs> Did you actually look that? I may have done that math. <laughs> Against the New England Patriots. <laughs> who, of course, at the time, the New England loyalists. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Solid. the loyalists uh, also had a team of accused witches helping them because it was a really common punishment back then. Really? Yeah, and they took it. They kind of took that Super Bowl at the last minute. It's really heartbreaking for our our heroines. Were they accused of uh, cheating by any chance, the New England loyalists? Uh, sure. They because they def- were using witches. I feel like that's yeah. actually cheating. I mean, like, what if yes. they had black magic on their side? Um, I mean, the I record like that is uh, that's fun. actually William Black Magic Jones, their quarterback. They were accused of using Who is, black of magic a to, white man. I guess, deflate the opposing team's, let's say, lungs. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, it's black magic, all right? Oh, okay, that's okay. true. They used the forbidden spells. 
But those people, <laughs> and of course, there's the defense against the dark arts coordinator. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, all the football I know, guys. Yeah. That's all Good. the football. Which we still, of course, have in football today. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh, that was now. It's it, that was it. That was the last shot to get off uh, from this hanging. So so they were set to be hung. Twenty of them. But they had one last shot. Wait. <laughs> they had some crazy Doctor Who Star Trek bullshit mixed up. <laughs> because in their experiments, they had almost cracked time travel. Oh. So many people getting close deep, to time travel. Deep, travel. deep in the woods. They had their completed time machine. But what could they do? They were under arrest. They had special modulators that connected them to the time machine. And they could siphon some of the energy off. Only once. Each of the 20 and the time machine would be proposed to a random point in time. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. But they would not die. And at the last minute, they hit the button and all 20 disappeared. And the time machine, which ended up in ancient Rome where Caligula found it. Wait, they all didn't go together? No, everyone went to a different point in time. Oh, my. So these witches might pop up. Elsewhere. Just like individual witches. In the future. Or well, scientists. Scientists. Scientist. Scientist. Uh, I mean, There's a thin line between You know why Puritans magic. hate science more than witchcraft? Because it's the atheists' witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's really the atheist witchcraft. It's more just like the atheist proof. Of <laughs> yeah. One of them, the only one that uh, I know of, became Marilyn Monroe and related her life story to Arthur Miller, who said, that shit's too crazy, I'm going to simplify it, and wrote The Crucible. <laughs> <laughs> and also death of a salesman based on a separate adventure. A separate, yeah, separate, a separate event, yeah. <laughs> also inspired by uh, Marilyn Monroe, the witch <laughs> scientist. The witch <laughs> and let's just say for good measure at the end, there were some aliens on a hill, like at the end of that Twilight Zone episode about paranoia. <laughs> just throw Monsters that in there. Are due on yeah. The yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the true story. Oh my God. That's how it happened. <laughs> Of course, it all makes sense. <laughs> That's airtight. That is. Oh yeah, in in a Salem court, that would be an excellent prosecution. I'll defense. allow it. That's what they'd say. <laughs> I'll allow it. There's like, nothing in the rule I imagine book. that was said a lot during the Salem like, trials. That's a lot of spectral evidence. But you know what? I'm I'll here. Well, watch yourself, counselor. That was actually that was the first adventure of Law Bud, Air Bud's prosecutorial forefather. Nothing in the rule book that says you can't have a dog as an attorney. <laughs> I'll allow it. You have been disbarred. <laughs> you have been disbarked. Anyway, um, no. that was worse than my earlier nope. one that I just forgot. <laughs> Two tales, and I am genuinely torn for the second time. On the one hand, Sammy, the true story of the Salem Witch Trials is harrowing and also full of crazy, unbelievable shit. And it reminds us of how not far we have come, but also (laughs) how far we have come at the same time. Zach, once again, your references to several different movies and your reluctance to do a Joe Pesci voice have impressed me. Along with the prospect of having mischief-causing scientists... Super scientists. Super scientists, scientists. Pop up at any point in history. An elite team of female super scientists. Will they ever reunite? Maybe. Thinking of a really cool movie idea right now. <laughs> right. I think we all are. Whoever writes the best movie wins. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to turn this one over to the listeners before I cast my vote. So, listeners, you can vote for your favorite story at revisionistpodcast.com. Well, there you can also ask us a question or leave us a comment. Leave us a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. And you can follow us on the 
previously shitted on Twitter, uh, at Revision Pod, or find us on Facebook. We have our first review on iTunes, I saw. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, shit. Five stars. Nice. Excellent. We did it. <laughs> yep. We're call- We're closing it up, guys. That's all we wanted. <laughs> You've won podcasting. <laughs> Success. I-, I haven't checked other podcasts. I'm sure they haven't been reviewed yet because I'm sure it takes a lot of work. <laughs> Sammy, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Again, you can subscribe to Highly Illogical on Tiny Letter, and I will post that link on our website. Zach, thank you as always. Of course. For everyone here at The Revisionists, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. I'm Sammy Campbell. Have a good night.